Good morning, everyone. Beautiful summer day. I love a cool morning. I don't so much enjoy the heat that follows, but uh, thankful to the Lord for what he's given us and for the opportunity to gather and worship today. You know, we've been in this series, The Anatomy of Wisdom, as we uh, are taking a nine-week look at some of the Proverbs, uh, the Word of God having wisdom everywhere, but specifically in this book of Proverbs. And so as we looked at the anatomy of wisdom, some of the aspects of the anatomy that are addressed, the eyes, the mouth, the ears, the hands, the feet, and so on. Today, my uh, assignment is the ears, and so I'm calling this, Do You Hear Me? Do you hear me? Hearing is something that uh, often uh, we can struggle with, so let me, let me begin this way. Is hearing simply the physics of sound waves entering the ear and in turn vibrating the, the eardrum, which through compression waves activates the ossicles, the hammer, anvil, and stirrup, which then with the help of the semicircular canals and the cochlea converts it to signals for the auditory nerves to transmit it to the brain to create audible sounds. Is that hearing? <laughs> Now, those of you that really know the physiology of hearing know how bad I butchered that, but you get the point. Hearing is more, uh, hearing is more than just sound waves entering our ear producing a response to our nervous system. So, for instance, sometimes we hear noise, we think. So I've been married to my sweetheart for be 48 years here in July, and I praise God for that. Every once in a while over the years, Kath will come home. You know, the car is making a noise it hasn't made before. And so I may go out in the garage and start and think, whoa, that's a water pump. Or alternator bearing, or maybe I have to dry it. Oh, no, that's a back brake hanging or something like that. The point is what's noise to one person may actually be information for somebody else. Um, and if you take it uh, another way, you all know that I'm about as musically ignorant as they come. Um, so when uh, I hear music, I say, man, that is really good. And then yet you listen to the musicians. No, it's a little flat on this or that note, things like that. You know, and you ever seen an orchestra where you got all the instruments playing and in during a rehearsal and the conductor stops, third violin, you're a little flat. Like how in the world did you pick that out? Well, but that is an ear that's trained. I'm looking and saying it's all awesome to me and he's saying not good. So hearing, then, is more than just uh, the noise uh, that comes into our ear. It has to be translated. It has to be understood. So as we're beginning, uh, hearing, this is the way that I'm going to define it. Could be better than this, but let me go with this. Hearing, get the content, understand, and then do or respond appropriately. Get the content, understand, respond appropriately. That's hearing. Um, remember uh, Jesus multiple times in his teaching, particularly in uh, uh, Revelation his, uh, to, the, to the seven churches. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear. In that case, he who has an ear that's enabled to hear, let him hear what, what the Lord God is saying to the church. So hearing and so we, get, we turn to uh, these passages that we just read. I'm going to reread a couple of them in a moment here. Uh, but from the book of Deuteronomy, so in chapter 4, verse 33, uh, Moses says to the people in Deuteronomy, if you remember, these are sermons, Deuteronomy, Moses at the end of his life, sermons to the people of Israel, because he's going to die soon. God's already told him, you're not going into the land. 
And so in his final sermons, he says, Has any people heard the voice of God speaking from the midst of the fire as you have and survived? Has any people heard the voice? These are, remember, that generation, the parents, they all died in the wilderness except Joshua and Caleb. Uh, The parents all died, but all the people he's speaking to are the children, the young people and uh, the young adults and the children that were there at the mountain at Sinai when God came on the mountain and the thunder and the lightning and the fire and the smoke and then this voice, Moses, come up here. And are you are the, has anybody heard God speak from the midst of the fire as you have in surviving? Literally nobody. Then he goes on. In uh, chapter 5, he restates the Ten Commandments. He reminds them of, of, of God's law. And then in chapter 6, verse uh, 3, he says, O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may go well with you, that you may multiply greatly, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you. You should listen. You should get the content, understand, and respond. Listen, pay attention. He, he's pleading with his people because he's, he's not going to be there. It goes on into verse 4, the beginning of the great Shema. Shema meaning to hear. And he, he, he pleads with them. He says, hear, O Israel. It's emphatic. He's not, he's not you know, suggesting. He's commanding. Hear, O Israel. Get the content. Understand. Respond appropriately. Hear, O Israel. Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is one. Yahweh is one God. So all those false gods you brought with you from Egypt, they're not God. Yahweh is one. There's only one God. Hear, O Israel. Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words which I am commanding to you today shall be on your heart, this whole issue of hearing. And we all, if you're like me, can struggle with that because there are things that I want to hear. Then again, there are other stuff that I just do not hear. Uh, Some of it's stuff that's maybe even inappropriate, but I'm forced to hear it. But then there's also things that actually can be very helpful to me, but you know, sometimes we don't like being told the thing that we most like or we most need to hear. Uh, I don't know if you're like me on that or not, but I can be stubborn. Ask my wife. <laughs> you can ask my wife. So the, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, uh, go through the Proverbs, and there's multiple Proverbs that address the hearing, listening, uh, comprehension, or understanding, and we're going to look a little bit and see uh, what some of the advice, if you will, remember the Proverbs is a father writing to his son and he's given him instruction for life, the plea for wisdom, learn wisdom, learn godly wisdom, listen to me. And so we're going to hear some of his advice and they're written as, as Pastor John mentioned in week one. There's uh, often these Proverbs are short, pithy sayings that are memorable. You can memorize them and have a truth or a principle at least because not all of the Proverbs are do this and this will always resolve be the result. They're, they're more general. Do this in most of the times. Raise up a child in a way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it. Generally, that's true, although not always. 
And yet, there are others that, no, they're actually absolute. And we'll show you a couple of those as we go along. So I'm going to give them two or three at a time, and then we'll talk about them a little bit, okay? So the call to hear. There's a call to hear, and the first three Proverbs that we're going to look at is uh, Proverbs 23:12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. This is, remember, the call to hear. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way, like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Remember hearing, get the content, understand, uh, respond. So apply your heart. This is the call to hear is found throughout Scripture. We saw it in the introduction with, uh, with Israel. Hear, O Israel, the call to hear, emphatic even the command to hear. And to hear, the, the call is to hear what God is saying. God is still calling. Uh, he gave his word as a call to people throughout the world. And so the call of God is a call to hear. Here's a couple more Proverbs. For, uh, Proverbs 19.20, listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. Listen to counsel and accept discipline. You ever struggle with that one? <laughs> especially unwanted advice. (laughs) And yet, the proverb says, listen to counsel, accept discipline. We don't like that word. We we tend to give it just negative connotations. You know, discipline is, is always negative, but isn't simply getting up in the morning and being to work on time a form of discipline. In other words, not all discipline is, is, a, is a hard thing, it's the, but it, there, it is the idea of listen to a counsel, accept the discipline of the, of the counsel that you may be wise the rest of your day because to balance that, cease listening, my son, to discipline and you'll stray from the words of knowledge. It's in truly listening that we understand, uh, our understanding and wisdom grow. To hear is to listen, to listen is to weigh what is heard and to act accordingly. Because, in fact, there's a lot of things that we hear and we fully understand what's being said, and it's absolutely the opposite of what we should do. Right? So not all voices are the same. We're not saying that. Just because somebody says it doesn't make it right. Uh, But as a general principle, the way that we become wise, because that is the focus of the Proverbs, is growing in wisdom. And part of growing in wisdom is listening, hearing, hearing, listening to counsel. So there's a call to hear. But a stubborn heart that chafes at input or counsel is a heart that's headed for a fall. Or at least it'll be a heart and a mind that'll be stunted or, or less than it could be because I'm not open to input. I'm not open to counsel, particularly when it comes to the Word of God. Because the Word of God speaks directly into our culture, and there are some really, really hard stuff today. And, and the voices that we're hearing from all different directions that are in direct denial of what God has already said. And, and the, the writer to the Proverbs is saying, hear what godly wisdom is. Something we have to keep in mind before we leave this point. This is Psalm 116.11. I said in my alarm, I said in my alarm, all men are liars. This is uh, Psalm 11611. It's true. All men are liars. We're all liars. Sorry to break the news. We are liars. First John uh, chapter 1, you study that there very carefully. You find out that we lie to each other. 
We lie about ourselves, and then we lie about God. We're liars. It's the fall. What was the, what was the, 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 the big lie in the garden? You shall not surely die. And ever since then, we've struggled with lies. But here's where our hope is. Romans 3, 4, let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. God be found true, though every man be found a liar. God is always true. God is always right. And his word always holds. That's the center. That's where we find our resting place in this call to hear. We're being called to listen, to get the content Understand and do or respond appropriately. Well, what about willingness to hear? Willingness to hear. So Proverbs, uh, here's a couple of them. Proverbs 1.5. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. And then Proverbs 15.31. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise, is there a willingness to hear? Let the wise hear and increase in learning. You want to grow in understanding and in learning. Part of that is wisdom of listening. Not, not just, again, not just the sound waves, but getting the content, understanding and doing or responding to what you hear. That's part of even growth in wisdom. He whose ear listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Reproof is called life-giving. As I said, sometimes the thing that we most need to hear is the thing that we actually don't want to hear at the moment. Those are the things that sometimes we need to really pay attention to. And I've, the Lord has given me some friends in my life who speak truth to me sometimes when I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but praise God for it. And if you have people, and my sweet wife, <laughs> it's not good for a man to, lo- to be alone. <laughs> and the Lord gave me what I need to offset some of my weaknesses and blind spots and to tell me what I need to hear even when I don't want to hear it. (laughs) And thank God for it. There's this call to hear, listen to counsel, accept discipline, be wise the rest of your days. A general principle that, that holds true. But if you cease listening to discipline, you'll stray from the words of knowledge. That's true in all cases. Well, here's two more. Incline your ear, hear the words of the wise, and apply your mind to my knowledge. Now, this is an interesting one. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge. Whose knowledge? Well, this is the father talking to his son. Apply your uh, mind to my knowledge, but apply your mind to the words of the wise. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. Apply your mind to that knowledge and learn. Hear. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So this whole issue of hearing to acquire knowledge and to seek knowledge and to grow in understanding. Remember, the purpose is wisdom. This is the bottom line. Growth in knowledge is much more than just reading some post on Twitter or some Facebook page. Maybe some of you sit out during services and fact check the speaker while you're doing it and feel like, man, I'm pretty smart. Actually, uh, one thing that, uh, that that resource has done is dumb us down. Uh, because it's not really learning. It's I know where I can get facts, but I don't have the facts. 
Um, yes, I use all those resources. So, you know, it's not a being totally down on but it's understanding the difference and just knowing where I can get an answer and actually having knowledge and wisdom that goes with it. Vast difference. Um, and so true hearing then is, is true learning happens best when the source of our knowledge is vetted. In other words, uh, is this a reliable source? You can pretty much get any polish you want on any idea when you go out there on the Internet. So whatever you want to hear, you can go out there and find it and hear it. What you need to hear may be entirely different. So don't hear me just beating up on the Internet, but it's very pertinent to where we live today. It's pertinent to me. Uh, It's pertinent certainly to all of us. And so in this willingness to hear, it's filtering the sources that we're hearing, that is, that we're listening to. I need only enough of the, uh, of the other viewpoint to understand what's being said. I need to understand what, uh, what is right and is what is good. Well, so that's a willingness to hear. Well, here's another way then that the Proverbs uh, looks at hearing. That is, it contrasts hearing and not hearing. Because again... I can be up here talking about circles, but if you're hearing squares, then we're not communicating, right? Then, in other words, uh, uh, it's actually understanding the intended meaning of content when we communicate. And have you ever had that, parents, with your kids? And you're up there mouthing circles, and they're hearing squares, and it's, it's stuff happens. <laughs> and well, but you said, <laughs> well, no, that's not exactly what I, or at least it's not what I meant. <laughs> And so this issue of hearing and not hearing, it's, it's, con- it's contrasted. So here's one. This is one we all probably know, Proverbs 12:15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. So in the first part of the verse, we have the person who's so self-assured that they're conf- they don't need anyone else's input. I got it. I'm on it. I got it all figured out. Blah, 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 and and, uh, I don't need to hear what you have to say because I've got it. And uh, But uh, this proverb says that's the fool because you're right in your own eyes. A wise man is the one who listens to counsel. That's the person of wisdom with a hearing ear. It recognizes that all the counsel I receive isn't infallible, not saying it's infallible, yet I have the need to pay attention and to act upon wise input into my life. And it, it goes from very practical, sim, practical simplicities of life, but especially in the realm of spiritual input into our lives. Where do I go for wise counsel to hear what God has to say to me? I go first to the Word of God, but then I go to the people of God and sometimes to the different leaders that the Lord has put in my life that help me to understand how to handle this or that trial or struggle or decision in my life and give me godly counsel in that. And so there's the, here, there's the, the, the contrast between the fool who's right in his own eyes and uh, the wise man uh, who listens to counsel. Now, uh, back in the days, uh, years ago, I used to train apprentices a lot. And, and you could usually tell, literally, within the first three or four days whether this guy's going to make it as a tool maker or not by how he listened. And, and you could just tell. I'm explaining, and he's looking all around and has almost zero interest in what I'm talking to him about. It's like, yeah, you're probably not going to make it. And usually would be true. Within a week or two, they'd be gone. But then 
there are others where, no, 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 I got this, I got it, I heard everything you said, and they start out down a road, and you can see a crash coming, and some you just got to keep letting out rope and letting out rope, and pretty soon they'll hang themselves and come back looking for help. Because for some, that stubbornness requires, you you never let a guy hurt himself, damage equipment, or uh, create massive loss. At the same time, somebody has to just make a mistake to learn that, no, actually, maybe there is wisdom in this world, and I ought to listen to it. And that's what I'm talking about. The fool is right in his own eyes. And when we smile, we've all been fools at times. Because we'll hear something, we even know that it's so, but I just don't want to hear it right now and I don't do it. I act the fool and go my own way. Here's another one that uh, uh, Proverbs 15:32. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. But he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. Remember, these are general principles uh, in, this, in, uh, in this case. And it's, it's the idea that if, if I'm that person who just does not want input or I've, I've heard over and over and over what God says about that issue, but I just don't want to hear it, that person despises themselves. But he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. I listen to the reproof of the scripture and I respond accordingly. I get the content, I understand, and I respond in appropriate ways. And when we say this, remember there's massive grace with the Lord. Massive grace. Because in fact, we all mess up here. And we do exactly what he said we should not. So hearing and not hearing. The contrast between the two, it's pretty stark. Well, there's then a cost of not hearing. There's a cost of not hearing, Proverbs 13.10. By insolence comes nothing but strife. But with those who take advice is wisdom. Insolence, that's pride, arrogance, inflated view of the self, self-will, insolence. It's a person who will not hear the one who doesn't even want to be told, this is the person who often has, must experience the crash that you see coming before they will admit or submit to the counsel they've received. And boy, haven't we all seen that or maybe even done that. And, uh, this, and it's just insolence. It's, I have this figured out. Another example from my days on the floor in the tool and die business. So one day I'm, I'm running a, we had a big engine lathe and I'm turning some, large parts over a little ways, young guys running a, a machine. It's creating great big blue curly chips slabbing off of a big block of steel, you know. And he'd been told over and over and over, wear your safety glasses, wear your safety glasses, wear your safety glasses. I look up, he doesn't have his glasses on. I look down, I hear him howl. I look back up, he's holding his face. Guy ran over there and got a hold of him. I ran around the other way and shut the machine down. And he's over there dancing around. When he pulled his hand away, one of them big blue curly chips about that long and a quarter inch wide burned its way right into his face, right up to the bottom of his eyelid. Didn't get his eyeball. I mean, that baby is burned right in there. And uh, this, this insolent young guy who, no, 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 you guys are just, you know, mamby-pamby or all the rest, they took him <clears throat> down to get medical attention, and he was fine. His hearing wasn't damaged. When he got back, did he get it from the rest of the guys, though? 
You know, it's like, this is basic, man. If you can't listen to that, you're, you're not going to be anything in this business. This, but the insolence, but the one who takes advice is wisdom. The insolent person can be hard to be around. There's an ongoing sense that they feel right about everything. There's continual headbutting that wears on other people and often creates an atmosphere of tension and distrust. An insolent person can be somebody who assumes they're always right. They may even be pretty smart, maybe even smarter than you, but they're always right. And so they're hard to be around and it leads to nothing but strife. But then those who are open to advice, it's not so much the, that the advice giver is smarter, it's that the, the humility to learn truth from wherever it may come. And I'm open to input in my life, particularly when we're talking about the Lord and about spiritual uh, issues of life. Insolence comes nothing but strife. Here's another one, 28.9. He who turns this one, uh, this one brings it home. He who turns his away his ear from listening to the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Now that one would be universally true at all times, in all places, to all people. We turn our heart away from listening to the law of God, even our prayer is an abomination. Always true. There's the greatest price to hear, to not hearing what God has said by turning our ear away from, from listening to the law. I don't want to hear what God has to say. And, and that is that. And then we think we can turn and cry out to God. And this Proverbs points out that even that prayer is an abomination. But we don't want to be on the wrong side of history, you know. And, and society and culture is saying all this stuff is true and what God said about these issues of sexuality and about gender, that no longer applies because we, humanity, have decided that God doesn't know or that was somehow spoken to a certain era. But times change, you know. He who turns his ear away from listening to the law, even his prayer is an abomination. The idea of listening to the law speaks about the person who is humble enough to admit that God has spoken and all that he speaks is true. And this being the case, we follow what he has said regardless of what culture says. Now, it is also equally true in many cases that the way that we have handled ourselves in how we respond to those issues has been very ungodly at times. And so some of the uh, criticism of the church is justified. Jesus said that the two greatest commandments were to love God and love people. But then he also said there in Matthew 22:40, on these two depend the whole law and the prophets. He got the tree, love of God, love of people, and all of God's commands hang on those two branches, and I'm subject to all of it. If we say we know God, we've got to do what he says. And to turn our ear away from listening to the law is to turn our hearts away from knowing who God is. We can't even know who he is. That's why the prayer of this person is an abomination. That is a detestable thing, loathsome, abhorrent. God doesn't even want to hear it. Psalm 66:18 says, If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. There is a cost in refusing to hear. And even as believers, there's a price that we pay 
when we turn away our ear from listening to what God is saying to us and what he has for it. But the last one we're going to look at, there's benefits of hearing. We just looked at some of the cost, but there are great benefits to hearing. And so the first one, Proverbs 13:18, poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored. There's poverty and disgrace for the one who ignores instruction. Whoever heeds reproof is honored. You remember Jonah? (laughs) Right? God says, go east. Preach to Nineveh. Jonah goes west. I don't want to talk to those heathens over there, but in fact, I hate them. So he goes the other way. And we know the story. The big storm and the sailors all throw him in the sea trying to placate the gods. He gets swallowed by a great big fish, which he described that experience as Gehenna or as uh, Sheol. It's like being in hell for three days. And then he gets barfed up on a beach. You talk about, uh, you talk about um, poverty, disgrace uh, on him who ignores this, uh, instruction. That's Jonah laying on the beach after he got puked out of the belly of a fish. Poverty, disgrace, and so he gives in <laughs> and he goes east and he preaches. And the city repented, God relented, and Jonah got bented. It's <laughs> the only way I could come up with making those. But the city repented, God relented from the judgment that he said was coming, and Jonah, he gets all angry and goes, sucks his thumb under a bush. Because you did, God, I knew you were a just God and you were a loving God and you're going to forgive him and I want him killed. And you're loving him anyway. And so you talk about poverty and disgrace. And yet, look at the honor that Jonah has. We believe that Jonah wrote that book of Jonah. It's a part of the permanent record that even in eternity will still stand the book of Jonah. It's the word of God. And Jonah is honored by the Lord. Jonah is a prophet uh, to Israel in 2 Kings 14.25 where he's mentioned under the reign of Jeroboam too, the son of Joash. And there's Jonah prophesying to Israel. And Jonah is the only prophet that Jesus compared himself to. Remember, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, even the son of man will be three days and the three nights in the earth. Jonah turned away his ear and ran uh, in poverty and disgrace that came to him because of it. But in heeding reproof, he's honored for it. He he paid a price, but uh, there is honor for those that will heed reproof. Here's here's another one. False witness will perish. But the word of a man who hears will endure. A false witness will perish. The, the, the one who falsely testifies, uh, uh, the fallout is, is almost self-evident. They perish. Nobody likes a false witness, be it to uh, things that happen or liars about the truth or, or whatever. Nobody, nobody wants or likes a false witness. But the one who, he, uh, the word of a man who hears, the, this, uh, this is the person who considers the evidence seen and heard and gives truthful testimony to it. That's the man who hears that will endure. It's hearing to understand that's honored and it endures. And so there is benefits to hearing in our anatomy of wisdom, the hearing. 
It's interesting to me when uh, uh, when we read the Word of God, there are places in the text where it'll where it'll be you're reading, and yet it'll say here what the Spirit is saying to the churches. See, He's speaking past just our, the audible sound to our understanding and discern the truth of this, and then respond accordingly. That's true hearing. So here's a couple more. Proverbs 21.30. This is emphatic. It's true in all times, all places, through eternity, for all men and and women. There is no wisdom, no understanding, and no counsel against Yahweh. There is no wisdom, no understanding, and no counsel against Yahweh. So in other words, when Yahweh speaks, it stands forever. When Yahweh addresses our lives, when Yahweh addresses our sexuality, when Yahweh addresses our our honesty, when Yahweh addresses our priorities, there is no wisdom and no understanding that or counsel that can stand against that. It's always true in all times and in all places. The wonderful and amazing thing is that in this, there's tremendous grace because of Jesus. Because in fact, we don't always heed the word of Yahweh and do what he says. And we miss the mark and now what do we do? And how do we, how do we get, get across that gulf that's between man and God because of our sin? <laughs> and God sends a Savior Jesus to live that perfect, holy, sinless life and to bridge the gulf. And because we are so far short because of our sin, pay the penalty for our sin in his death so that we can know him. Because there's no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel against Yahweh. And for those who don't like that, listen to Habakkuk 2.20. Yahweh is in his holy temple at all the earth. Be silent before him. Stop talking. God has spoken. And it's done. And that's, that is the end of the argument. So now... Uh, I'd like to read uh, just uh, uh, three or four more proverbs to you. Just listen to these. And we're going to, this is, remember, this is the author, the writer. He's pleading with his son, listen to me. Hear, hear, get the content, understand, respond accordingly. Hear, O sons, the instructions of a father and give attention that you may gain understanding for I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instructions, Proverbs 4, 1 and 2. My son, give attention to my words and incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body, Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, 22 through 22. My son, Give attention to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge. My son, listen. My son, hear. My son, you hear the plea of a father for his son to listen. That's the plea that goes out to all of us. It's God calling us in our lives. Listen, hear me, hear me, hear me. The creation itself is saying, hear me, hear me, hear me. 
One last proverb. For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord. He watches all his paths. His own iniquities will capture the wicked, and he will be held with the cords of his sin. He will die for lack of instruction. And in the greatness of his folly, he will go astray. Proverbs 5, 21 to 23. Do you hear me? Pray with me. Lord, thank you that you haven't stopped speaking. Lord, thank you that the Spirit is active and alive and is powerful in this world and in our lives. And your word that you've given stands as true today as the day you gave it, and it'll be true in eternity. And so, Lord, you've given us markers, guideposts, instructions on how we can live, and most importantly, on how we can know you in Christ. Lord, I pray that our ears would be opened to hear. We realize that uh, hearing from you is, a, is an activity of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, if, uh, if we are dead in our trespasses and sins, then we cannot hear. But Lord, you can make us alive in Christ. And that's what we pray for everyone in this room and anyone who may hear this online that life in Christ would be found so that, they may, that we all may hear from you. Lord, we just want to say we love you. We pray that you'd be glorified in us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.